welcome to Stratfor's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Fred Burton. Today I'm speaking with Michael Monderer, Stratfor's Senior Analyst for Global Economics. Michael, it's good to have you on today. Thank you, Fred. I'm happy to be here. Let's talk a little bit about how COVID has rearranged the global economy. What's your overall take as to what's happened? First of all, Fred, much of the global economy is is in a virtual lockdown, and that's created probably the worst crisis in the global economy, at least since the end of World War II. Of course, the lockdown is necessary to try to contain the spread of the virus. We can't allow the virus to overwhelm the healthcare system, and we also need time to develop treatments and a vaccine. So, uh, the actions that have been taken to lock down probably at least 50% of the global economy have, have really been necessary ones. Do you think we should continue going down this path? And if we do, what are the ramifications? I, I, I do, Fred. I think that, as I said, healthcare systems would be probably overwhelmed if we weren't doing this. Um, I think I checked last night and I think there's something like 600,000 cases in the U.S. alone. We've had nearly 30,000 deaths. Um, if we weren't in lockdown and people in isolation and quarantine like we are right now, and think of the ramifications that we, that would have, we'd have probably an exponentially greater number of cases and deaths than we have right now. And the healthcare system is is doing a wonderful job as it is. The people are overworked, but uh, I think they're probably stressed to the very limit right now, and it would be unwise to push the healthcare system much beyond that. As you look at the COVID impact to the economy. What are you specifically looking for? Well, unfortunately, we don't have very good real-time data. Economic data is, by its very nature, backward-looking. You know, we get it. We get a report that the unemployment rate in March was four point four percent, but that, of course, is data that was collected in the first part of March and doesn't tell us what's going on right now. The, the closest we have to real-time data is something like weekly unemployment claims. The unemployment data is, in fact, a, a good example. When we had the March unemployment announced, we knew that it wasn't correct because just since that data was collected, you had nearly 17 million people lose their jobs in the previous three weeks and file for unemployment. And even that's probably understated. So we're having a hard time keeping up in real time with what the implications are. Basically, all we know is that every single component of aggregate demand, that is with the exception of government spending, is in a free fall. And uh, it makes it hard to hard to forecast. We're basically in a period where we're dealing with uncertainty rather than quantifiable risk. And as you look and gauge the long-term impacts on productivity or supply chains, where do you see this going? It took us a while to catch up with uh, where we are on, on the current forecast. You know, when this first started, our model was the SARS epidemic in 2003, which was fairly well contained. And then we pushed on and adopted other models, like perhaps comparing this to the Hong Kong flu in the 60s, which had a larger um, contagion effect and a larger number of deaths. Right now, I think the consensus is that the global economy is probably going to be in decline by about two to three percent of global GDP this year, and that, uh, that that's the drop in output. But that's only assuming that the virus is going to be contained in the first half. The assumptions are that recovery could begin in the second half once we get it under control, and then we would have a return to growth, but that it, we would remain below the pre-virus 
um, level of growth for some time and perhaps not achieve that until until 2022 at the very earliest. How do you see this impacting unemployment? Well, unemployment obviously has gone up. I mean, the, the, the impact has been to isolate within households and within businesses. We had, as I said, within the prior three weeks, we had 17 million new claims in unemployment. There were probably more people actually out of work. As you know, in Texas, people have had have had trouble getting through to the Texas Employment Commission to file their claims. It's going to be another massive, massive number of people out of jobs. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, Mike, I, I know we've not seen anything like this in our lifetime, and 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 hopefully we won't. But one of the things that just worries me is uh, if we have a second wave or a third wave, and if so, what does that do to the economy? Yeah, well, that's that's a problem that we're grappling with right now at Stratfor, uh, trying to determine what the effect of either a recurrence of the virus in 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 the fall might mean, or or next winter, or in fact, if we don't get it under control by the summer. Right now, we have the IMF estimating that if the virus were to subside by the summer and not recur next year, you'll have a a loss in total global output of about $9 trillion. That's 10% of global gross output or global GDP. If the virus were to continue through the summer or to come back next fall or winter, you would have even greater magnitudes of loss. The IMF is estimating that even if we go through the summer, you'll have another three percentage points loss in in global GDP, and that if it recurs next year, it'll be another 5%. So and we could be talking perhaps losses of, uh, of, of as high as $20 trillion. And of course, unemployment um, worldwide, that would be just unprecedented. The International Labor Organization is saying that one-third of the global workforce could lose its job right now. U.S. numbers, in February, there were 165 million people in the U.S. labor force. And in just three weeks in March, nearly 17 million of those people lost their jobs. We're, to- we're talking We're talking the unemployment right now, even though the official rate was reported at 4.4% for March, it's probably closer to 14 or 15% and perhaps even higher. And it's not out of the question that the U.S. unemployment rate could go to over 20 or 30%. Wow. Those are staggering numbers, uh, Mike. How they do- are, and those are people. Yeah. How do we get back to normal or do we get back to normal? Well, I, I wish I had the answer to that. The first thing we have to do is control the outbreak. We've never been faced with anything like this before. We've never had a downturn this sharp in this short a period of time. Even the Great Depression, when there was a 25% loss of output, took three or four years to develop. This is all taking place within a very compressed time frame. It's almost dizzying to, to try and keep up with it. I think the, the main thing we can do right now, in addition to trying to address the health emergency, is for government to try to reduce the impact that a loss of income by households is having and that a wave of business bankruptcies would have on the eventual rec- ability of the recovery of the economy to recover. We have to more or less maintain the, the relationships that and the institutions that the economy has built up over a very long period of time and, and not have to try and recreate those from scratch. So as people get laid off, 
It's going to take time for them to come back to work. It's going to take time for businesses to recruit, to bring them on, to retrain them, and to get moving again. Fortunately, the U.S. economy in particular is resilient, and it will come back. It's just going to take time. Well, thank you very much, Mike, for that assessment. You're welcome, Fred. Glad I could be with you. Michael is Stratfor's Senior Analyst for Global Economics. Individuals and businesses are turning to Stratfor as a trusted source for information during the COVID-19 outbreak. I encourage you to check us out. There's a special subscription rate for podcast listeners. It's stratfor.com slash podcast offer. That's stratfor.com slash podcast offer. I'm Fred Burton, and thank you for listening.